Now, y'all, we've been talking about faith. Faith is so important to this walk. And uh, faith conference has already started, amen. And they're having their uh, second service tonight there in Charlotte. We'll be in Charlotte uh, tomorrow night and Friday night. So make sure uh, you watch us on YouTube. Um, but faith is very important, y'all. And the thing is, I think the church never realizes why God gives us something as powerful as faith. The world calls it manifesting what they believe and meditate on and the, um, the power of attraction and all of that stuff. And y'all, it all comes from God. It's what God gave us to win and to dominate on this earth. Somebody say amen. I am, um, I'm fascinated by our agreement with the entertainment industry. I was looking up some stuff before I got here and they said, when Tupac died, he was worth $200,000. That's all he had. But since his death in 2023, he's worth $40 million. Now, there's something that goes off in us that say, oh, he's famous. He, he, he should have $40 million. <laughs> um... Freddie Mercury, the, the gay doc guy, the lead singer for uh, Queen. We are the champions, we will rock you. Couldn't really sing, I didn't think he could sing that good. Was worth $40 million at his death. Something in us just goes, oh, they should have that stuff. Yet, the people of God, we feel like we shouldn't have it, the pastor shouldn't have it. Nobody in our church should have it. That we're just going on life struggling and we're going to do the best we can and we're going to work as hard as we can until it's time for retirement. Then we're going to get that little piece of change from retirement and then put that together with our social security and then whatever else we done save and, and we're going to live and travel and go to the Bahamas once a year and go to family reunions and class reunions until we die. And that should be our life. Because Jay-Z and them should have a billion dollars, but we shouldn't have it. We shouldn't control it. We shouldn't control money like that. Apple, Apple should have a trillion dollars, but we shouldn't have it, the church. But y'all, that is a lie. Somebody say amen. God created us to dominate, to occupy till he comes. He planted us in the world to take over. He is the king of what? That means the top CEO, that there's nobody greater than Jesus. He's greater than Steve Jobs. He's greater than Warren Buffett. He has more money, more resources, more influence. Somebody say amen. We don't agree with that. Somebody say amen. Church should have more money than Tupac, Biggie, and all of them. Somebody say amen. We should have more money than Michael Jordan and LeBron James and all that. But the only way we can get it is through faith. 
I thought, I thought y'all would say it with me. The only way we can get it is through. Yet so many of us are oblivious to walking in faith. And when we talk like we're talking tonight, there's a compartment in your mind to go, oh, that's just preachers talking. That's just stuff we say at church. And I grew up with all those contradictions. Baptist church. Oh, he a doctor, never lost a patient. People dying left and right, heart attacks, strokes, cancers. Look like he loses some patience. <laughs> he a lawyer, never lost a case. Everybody's children, they, they come up to the office, pray for John John, pray for this and that. They go into prison by the droves in the black church. Did y'all hear those same cliches? So we worship a God that doesn't work. We worship a God we can't get, seem to get enough money to pay. Work it out even if you got a light bill too. You don't got to work out no light bill. Telephone disconnect. Why? How come? Do you know they won't disconnect your stuff when you pay your bills? Did you know that? Did you know they don't come disconnect your lights and your phone if you paid the bill? Just pay the bill. They should have changed the song to pay the bills. Pay the bills. Work it out. Pay the bills. Because you pay the bills. Somebody say amen. But we built our Christianity on, baby, the struggle is real. Struggle is real. But the good news is that we don't have to keep struggling. We don't have to stay in the struggle. Somebody say amen. The good news is you can prosper and have more money than you need. Come on, somebody. You can say like we say all the time, I'll never be broke again another day in my life. You know you never have to be broke another day in your life. I thought I'd get more people say something. Do you know you now have to be broke another day in your life? Amen. You got to agree with what the word of God says. And stop agreeing with what entertainment says. Somebody say amen. amen. You're supposed to be broke, but LeBron James is supposed to have business dollars coming through his nose. Because he can bounce a ball and put it through a hoop. Y'all, it's so funny to me when I sit back and watch sports and like, you paying somebody $20 million to put a ball through a hoop, and we are so mesmerized every time that they put it through the hoop. Wow, did you see? Y'all, if you're getting paid $20 million, you don't have to do nothing but bounce balls and practice throwing them through a hoop, you ought to get pretty good. <laughs> but these are the people supposed to make all the money. Lady Gaga, who I ain't never heard seen nothing right, she's supposed to make all the money. Billy, what's her name? Ellis, Illish? Yeah, she's supposed to be making all the money with her weird self. Yeah, I don't get it, y'all. In the church, we sit up and let the devil just take, 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 do whatever he want to, and we barely getting by. Y'all, no more in the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. 
God is looking for some people who will take what he promised them by faith. He told us to be fruitful. He told us to multiply. He told us to increase. He told us to have dominion. He told us to take over. The Bible says that the violent, the kingdom of God suffer violent, and the violent take it by force. Everybody say, no one this Mr. Nice Guy. For the church, no more Mr. Nice Guys, man. Just sitting there taking it, taking it, taking it. The church. Here the diggers come out. Oh, wondering if we could get everybody give another dollar so we can get 86 more dollars so we can meet the budget. In 2023, what budget are you meeting for $86? But this is the mindset. Some of y'all still give like, we, we, we back in the 1970s. $5 offerings, $3 offerings. Now y'all, if that's coming from, you know, some little children or something, it's quiet. Hello? Sandoval kids giving $5? That's great. Somebody say amen. But because we are Poverty-minded, because that's where we grew up in church. Church didn't really talk about it, and it was always the struggle, and God knows, and he's going to bring you through it. Y'all, the Bible says that he's given us faith to get whatever we want. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Somebody say amen. amen. But what I found is that people do not want to incur any risk and that's why they don't believe God. I'm going to pick on somebody, and I'm not going to look at them. See, if you go and say, God told me to go full time and to be debt free, but now I got to believe God, I've got to confess every day that provision is coming in. Y'all, that can be aggravating if you're not walking by faith. And it feels safer to go back to a job. But y'all, if you operate in faith, somebody say amen. You're going to tell the devil, oh no, my money's coming in today. Come on, somebody. Oh, no, I'm going to sell a house this week. Somebody say amen. amen. Y'all, when I was selling cars, I say, no, God, I'm selling 10 cars this month. Somebody say amen. amen. You can decree a thing. Somebody say amen. amen. And it shall be established. But you got to come out of that Babylonian wicked system. And you got to believe God. Mm. I want you to go to the scripture. This is not in my notes, Diamond, but I want you. Let's go to Isaiah 51, 16. Isaiah 51, 16. Isaiah 51, 16. I want you to see this. Heard Bill Winston preach on this. This, 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 this changed my life. Uh, put it in King James for me, please. This is what he says. He says, I put my words, 
I put my words in your mouth. What word is that? Anybody know the word of God? I, the Bible said, God said, I put my words in your mouth and I've covered you in the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens. What does God want to do in Acre's home? What did he do by bringing us right here? I can't hear nobody. He wants to plant the heavens. Somebody say amen. See, when God shows up, hell get nervous. Somebody say amen. When the people of God show up and ain't scared, crime goes down. Somebody say amen. We always running away to church. I remember when we was out there in the storefront, and they started shooting and all that stuff. And I said, man, and it was, we was going to get out of there. I said, y'all, we finna get out of here. I told Brother Pat. But then I changed my mind. I said, but before we get out of here, we gonna drive all that stuff out. Somebody say amen. We got the men on the wall. They started walking around praying. Somebody say amen. All that stupid shooting, all that crazy crime, all that, all the robberies and stuff, that all of that stopped because we are the people in authority. And if we will put his word in our mouth, there is, no, I wish I could get two people to get us out. If we can put his word in our mouth, whatever we say, it's going to happen. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> Bill Winston said they were going to turn jails into education centers. He decreed it. The governor made a decree in recent days. He said we're turning jails into educational centers. Bill Winston had the idea. He said we're going we're going we're going we're going to teach them in jail how to uh, play the stock market. Somebody say amen. amen. And now in Chicago, right now, in the jail system, in the Illinois, they are, put, they are putting in where they can run the floor like uh, Wall Street. Come on, somebody. Inside the jail where they can learn. Come on, somebody. Because black people, we always talk about disproportionate amount of this and that, unlevel playing field. But what about when the church rise up with his words in our mouth, come on somebody, and start decreeing and declaring what we want to happen. Y'all, that's all we got to do. How we going to fill this church up with new people to get saved? We're going to decree it. How you going to get your new disciples? Somebody say amen. We're going to decree it. Now we talked about, and I'm, 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 I'm almost done. We talked about how to walk in faith. This is the missing ingredient with all of y'all. The difference between you and me is not that you sin and I don't. Somebody say amen. Nobody's perfect in here. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, I don't do those things that would disqualify me as a pastor. I don't cheat on my wife. I'm not drunker. All the things that are listed in the Bible. But I'm not perfect. Somebody say amen. amen. So that's not the difference between you and me. The difference between you and me or, or you and Dr. Rogers or you and Pastor Gould and people like that, people that do great things, the only difference between us, and it's not your knowledge base. Most of y'all can finish my sentences if I say a scripture, for without faith it's impossible to. You know the word of God. 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. You, you know the word of God. He may not come when you want him, but he's right on. If I go there, you know those, you know those cliches. That's not the difference between you and me. The difference between you and me and people like us and people like Dr. Rogers and Jesse Duplantis and people like that is you're not willing to take the risk to step out on faith. You're not willing to look stupid for five minutes. Because if you look stupid for five minutes, the five minutes will pass and then you'll look like the genius. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, when somebody floated the All Sports Center uh, 24 hours a day, somebody say, man, nobody going to watch no sports commentation, no 24 hours a day. They look stupid. Somebody say, we're going to do the all-news channel 24 hours a day. CNN, if CNN was the first one. Don't nobody want to watch the news all day? They want to watch the news at 10 and 5. They were wrong with that one, weren't they? Somebody had a, a computer in the garage meeting say, we're going to call this Apple. A fruit? What a fruit got to do with a computer? They was wrong again. Somebody say amen. You got to be able to, you got to be willing to risk and to look stupid and people to ridicule you and say whatever they want to say to, until you become the genius in the room. Stretch out by faith. Talk by faith. Just start telling everybody, I'll never be broke another day in my life. Hey, why you broke? Your mom and dad, well, you just borrowed $5 from me last week. No, I'm never going to be broke again. Somebody say amen. amen. And when you start talking in faith, it, 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 you know, it's risky. So we, we went through this. For we walk by faith, not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. We talk about physical risks. I'm not going back in there. We talked about psychosocial Risk, risking what other people may think or say. Jesus said, how can you believe when you, all you want to do is receive honor by men? Same men that die, same men that put their pants on, same men that go to the bathroom just like you, men and women. You care so much about what they think. That's why you can't believe God. That's what he said. Somebody say amen. Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of a man or a human being or a woman bringeth a snare. You're going to always get tripped up because you're worried about what other people saying or doing. When it's time for you to do what God say, you cannot worry about, you got you to be numb. You got to be averse to what somebody, how people look, and people give you some looks too. I don't care how you looking at me. Somebody say amen. <laughs> you got to be averse to it. Hello? I think that's how Bernie Mac got famous. Then he came out and said, I ain't scared of y'all, whatever he said. That's what made him famous. Because they had booed everybody else. You, you got to be not averse to how people look, what people are saying, what their opinions might be. They disliked you. They unfriended you on social media. I don't give a flip about it. Somebody say amen. YouTube done cut us out two or three times. Have I stopped saying what I was saying? I don't care about that. Socioeconomic risk. We talk about financial risk. If I give all of this, if I give all of this, Dwayne, am I going to have a down payment for my house? That was risky. It worked out. Somebody say amen. Got his house with no money down. So, Socioeconomic. Now, here's where, here's where we're going to end it. 
What about the loss of confidentiality? What about when you have to come forward to do something for God? What about literally when you got to come out the closet to do something for God? Somebody say amen. You know, there's so many women in the, in the room, uh, uh, not necessarily in our church, but in the, in the body of Christ, they used to be strippers. If they came out and told their testimony, they would stop a lot of girls coming up from being strippers. Somebody say amen. amen. There's a lot of women that made mistakes, got pregnant before they got married. If they would just share their testimony, come on, somebody. If they would just share their testimony, if somebody would just be bold enough in the church to say, yeah, I was out there and I got herpes and I can't get rid of it. So young women, this is why. But y'all, can y'all show the emoji? When you start talking like that in church, people are like, oh God. Well, when these women came up, said, Pastor, I tell and y'all, I just, you know, I got drunk and then I got raped and I got herpes and it was just, I shouldn't have did that. So I just repented and God changed my life. You know, it'd be so quiet in here. Everybody be looking like that. Looking down, playing with their fingers. Yeah. Some of those stories in the room. I kissed a girl and I liked it in college. But you know what? I got saved, filled, delivered. I got married, all whatever, whatever, whatever. Somebody say amen. But people won't tell it. And y'all, God calling for somebody to tell it. Have you seen our community lately? Do you see what's plaguing our young girl? What's plaguing our young boy? Somebody need to stand up and not worry about what somebody going to think and minister to the next generation so they don't make the same mistakes. But everybody want to play the facade. Yeah, everybody know, ain't nobody in there perfect. Somebody say amen. Now, have I shared my stuff? To the fault, right? Tell my wife, be like, just don't say nothing else. They don't need all that. But what? And, and she said, I know you do that to what? Help people. She always said, I know, I know you do it to help people. I want to help some people. Somebody say amen. So I'm not afraid to tell you I was addicted to porn, but God delivered me. Somebody say amen. amen. And you know how many men we done got delivered from porn in our church? Because I was willing to share my testimony and we was willing to have some class. Somebody say amen. amen. Mm -hmm. Loss of confidentiality. Let's go to um, Mark chapter 5. Y'all. There's some people, if they just told their story, they'd never be broke again. If they put their story in print and sold it or gave it away, they'd never be broke again. Are y'all ready? Let's look at Mark chapter 5. So we got to stop being scared. Who, who are we scared of? I don't care. Can't nobody stop me. Come on, somebody. I tell my testimony, and y'all, can't nobody come out and say nothing. Somebody say amen. I already told it. <laughs> Hello? I already told it. I was in a situation sometimes, somebody like, well, I'm going to tell him this. I ask him. I already told him about it. 
Somebody say amen. Don't care about it. I don't care about my reputation. See, the Bible says Jesus made of himself no reputation. The, the problem with so many people in the church, you're trying to keep up a false reputation that don't nobody believe or like anyway. If you just be real, people will love you. Two amens on that. It's quiet in the building. It's all right. So faith is risky business, right? Look at five. And a certain woman, 20, 25, a certain woman had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she had was nothing better but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And immediately the fountain of blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed. Now, this was risky. She snuck a healing in. She did not want no attention called to her. You know, sometimes I be in the service and I call somebody's name. And, oh, God. I got friends, they come visit and say, Ms. Long, just don't call me out now. People don't like to be called out. People don't like to, they like to blend in, they like to hide. Isn't that true, Brother James? I just did it again, didn't I? People like to hide. They, they don't want. They, I'm good. <laughs> In the other church, I see people, they be around the corner, be ducking down. No one I can see everybody right now. <laughs> Did I get on stage? I can see even better. This woman did not want anybody to know. Why? It was risky. She felt in herself what had happened. That the blood had dried up. She had been healed of the plague. But y'all, you know they didn't have tampons, tampexes. They didn't have pads. So her clothes were still bloody. And if somebody during that time had found out that she was unclean in that crowd of supposedly clean people, the Bible in Levitical law, she could have been stoned to death. Can you, can you imagine her telling her mama, hey mama, where you going baby? I'm going to Jesus, is he out there? Baby, you know you can't go out there with your condition? Her mama, concerned. You know, they'll stone you to death if they see you out there, baby. They know. Everybody know. Hello. At some point, you got to say, what the heck? We're trying to keep hiding. You ever just kept trying to hide something, trying to hide something, trying to hide something, and then it's just like, man, whatever. Whatever. Somebody say amen. And sometimes to do what God said, Sometimes, I mean, it's just, it's, it's risky. And it's not confidential. And it's out there. It's out there. And rather than other people find out, yeah, you know, yes, uh, he did propose to me, but I found out he was a freak and the wedding is off. I just want to let everybody know. But we like to hide and cover and 
hide and cover and cover and hide. And so much in the body of Christ, if those who've been set free, free indeed, if they would share their testimony. I'm looking at some people in this room who still have not decided to go public with what God did for you. Why not? Why not? Why are you ashamed? Hello? Even women with miscarriage and stuff, they'd be ashamed. But did God heal you? Did God bless you? You ought to tell it. Somebody say amen. If God calls for your testimony, would you tell it? I was suicidal. I had a gun in my head. I was in ministry and did it. And had it. I was suicidal in ministry. Do you know how the revival started this year? In, uh, where, was it? where was it? Asbury. Do you know how it started? It was a, it was a Bible study. After about, it was about 10 people in there. It was a very small group. And a dude got up and started confessing his sins openly confessing his sins, saying, you know, I've been playing around, I've been masquerading, I'm doing all this, but I just want God to forgive me. I just want to openly confess. You know, the Bible says open confession is good for the soul. Y'all don't know that scripture. But he started confessing, y'all, and a revival broke out in Ashbury for about, what, three months? Three, four months? Millions of people came from all over the world, United States, they would start having 24-hour worship services because one man was not afraid to lose confidentiality. I'm done. Y'all, if our church is going to grow, if we're going to be able to disciple people, if you're going to disciple other people, you got to get in there with them. You got to be transparent. You can't come on no high horse like you ain't never did nothing. You ain't never made no mistakes. Somebody say amen. You got to get down there in there with people. Amen. Because if you didn't do what they did, you did something close. Or you did something that's just as egregious as what they did. Well, they got a prison record. Well, you would too if you would have got caught. So I say amen, no? And y'all, this is what we got to do to dominate, to take whatever the Lord wants us to have, take back what the devil stole. All of this is faith, all of it. Not just the declaring and decreeing. It's the stepping out with your, with your knees knocking and sharing, just being real and not with all that stuff... Y'all know I don't talk with all that stuff on my tongue. Y'all know what I'm talking about? The pastors and preachers. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Mark, and we're going to discuss the woman with the issue of blood. Can I get a witness? All that stuff, man. 
That's all facade. Most of them pastors that talk like that started with Aretha Franklin's dad, C.L. Franklin. They was freaks. He was having orgies in the, in the church. Ray Charles said he ain't never seen sex parties like C.L. Franklin had. And he did all of that, all of that hooping, all of that extra stuff, all that covering up, and was a low-down, dirty dog. And some people believe he may have even impregnated his own daughter, Aretha Franklin. No, man, keep it real. Let's be real. Somebody say amen. And some of y'all need to come off your high horses, your facades. That's why you can't disciple people. That's why people don't respond to you. Come on, somebody. And it's all in faith. Every head bowed, every eye closed. It's risky business. It's risky business. Now, here's, here's a strange altar call. If you're here tonight and you say, you know what? God has been dealing with me about my testimony. He's been dealing with me. He's been dealing with me, and I need to. I need to come forth and be a weapon in the hand of God for this generation. I know there's some people in here. Who is it? I see, I see, I see. Mm -hmm. All that facade stuff. But y'all, don't nobody need to know all the gory details and all that stuff? You know what I mean? But I'm going to tell you how many girls out here struggling with lesbianism and you know you done kissed 10 girls and liked it before you got all saved and sanctified. At some point, you got to tell it. Mr. Preacher Man, Mr. Deacon Man, you strung out on weed, you strung out on porn, you was doing this and that. You got to tell it. I was so proud of my daughter Nisa. We was in Charlotte one time. She stood up and she just, and that's how my children are. They just, because we, we raised them like that. And she just told them, you know, when I was in high, high middle school and these girls started trying to mess with me and they was lesbians and I ain't know what was going on. I ain't know. And she shared, and so many of them girls got healed. So many of them girls got help. Y'all, can we get real? Y'all, people dying and going to hell. People need, people need our story. People need our, you know? And, and some of it is public, but some of it is 
Hey, you, you can identify somebody that's going through some stuff? Hey, go talk to them. Hey, bro, I went through that. I did that. Somebody say amen. amen. 